Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. In my early 20s, my relationships always seemed to play out in the same way. I met a guy. We hit it off quickly. He seemed super interested in me. We talked about our future, making plans about our lives. We met each other's families. Everything seemed like it was exactly what I prayed for. Everything seemed like it was going smoothly. It was like a dream. And then at about four to five months in, it all crumbled, seemingly out of nowhere. I felt distraught, shocked, every time it seemed like the rug was pulled out from under me. I would cry for weeks after a breakup, wondering what was wrong with me, asking myself what I could have done differently. I'd run to my friends who would always stick up for me and badmouth the guy, He doesn't know what he's missing. What a jerk. I can't believe he did that to you. Each of my friends' pointed comments would further support that I was the victim and he was the problem. Although I knew they were only wanting to help me, what they said only kept me in a space of separation and denial of what was really going on underneath the surface. Because as I came to find in my spiritual journey, it was my fault. Well, actually, I don't like that word, fault, because it plays into the victim mentality. So I'll back up and say that my relationship pain and hurt came from me, that there was something within me deep in my subconscious that was attracting this kind of experience over and over again. This is a spiritual principle that says, I will see and attract that which I believe on a subconscious level. I look at it kind of like a plug in an outlet, the outlet being my subconscious beliefs and the plug being the relationship experience. Without my subconscious beliefs, the experience wouldn't have a place to plug into, if that makes sense. This was a hard pill for me to swallow at first, that I'm actually responsible for the relationship experiences I attract to myself. (laughs) I wanted to deny it for a long time. But once I had the courage to just slightly open my mind just a little bit to this being a possibility, I became profoundly aware of the truth in this concept. All my past relationships were reflecting my core wounds, or as I like to call them, my initial wounds, the wounded beliefs that I formed from my childhood that became the unconscious core of my identity. So what were these core wounds? One was the belief that it was my fault that my parents broke up. 
From this untruth, I adopted the belief that there must be something wrong with me. This was never said to me. It was a conclusion that I came to with my 12-year-old mind in order to make sense of the divorce. Another wounded belief revolves around the idea that the guy initiates the breakup, and it's because they've developed feelings for another woman. Because I had witnessed this dynamic with my parents, I came to unconsciously believe that the man had the power in the relationship and that the woman in the relationship was the victim. And my last main core wound was around the suddenness with which all my relationships ended. My parents' divorce seemingly came out of nowhere. It was a total shock to me and my brothers. These three dynamics played out within almost every relationship I had in my late teens and early 20s. And deeply buried underneath those three stories were my feelings of unworthiness, inadequacy, and that I wasn't desirable. I didn't feel pretty enough, smart enough, funny enough, or fun enough to be the one chosen. And in every breakup, there was also another woman, another woman who my boyfriend had deeper feelings for. Again, this was my parents' relationship playing out in my own life. Each one of those wounds was how I processed my parents' divorce. It's as if I was energetically coded with the imprint that this was how relationships were. They weren't the truth of what happened, which I learned more about during my healing process in my 30s. And if I wouldn't have gone searching with the deep desire of wanting to understand myself and why I kept attracting the same kinds of relationships, I would have continued to operate from that ingrained subconscious wounding. The inquiry that I went through started with that wee portal I created when I opened my mind to the idea that my relationships could possibly be reflecting something going on within me. By choosing to see my relationships in this way, I took the responsibility of my experience off the other person and turned the focus on myself. As I continued on my healing journey, it became clear to me that I couldn't expect my outside experience to change without first identifying these wounds and then excavating them out of my psyche to make room for ones that would call in the relationship that I desperately wanted. I had to pull apart my mom's experience from my own, find what I loved about myself, cultivate my self-love, self-worth, and basically rewrite or recode my internal belief system. This was how I permanently shifted my outside experience. When I was growing up, I was never told that the answers to all my questions would be found within. I was always shown that my happiness came from outside of me. This left me feeling completely powerless, desperate, and hopeless that a happy relationship would ever be in the cards for me. The acceptance and inquiry into the belief that my relationships are reflections of my inner world has brought a whole new purpose to my life. It's brought gratitude for each relationship experience, especially the most challenging ones, and the gift that they're wanting to bring me, the gifts of awareness insight, and opportunities to heal the deep wounds that would have happily stayed hidden had they not been brought to my attention through a relationship. 
When looked at in this way, relationships hold so much gold. And it's why, although difficult at times, I revel in all that they uncover. And it's why I say that I would never want to be in a relationship that's always smooth sailing. I don't want toxicity or abuse. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am speaking about is a level of relationship discomfort that brings me the awareness of an aspect of my woundedness that's ready to be looked at. This kind of discomfort is important information and catapults my evolution. When I argue with my partner or feel disconnected, I go internal and ask myself why this is coming up. I dig into my meditation, self-care, self-inquiry. I connect with my friends when it gets super dark or I just want to run away. They provide the light for me to go into the caverns and come back out. When I am touching a deeply ingrained core program, I connect with an intuitive healer or coach. And sometimes I withdraw as much as possible. I take care of all my responsibilities, but after that, I withdraw and go inward. I cry, plead, doubt, yell with myself, my angels, spirit. They don't call it dark night of the soul for nothing. Yet I always find my way back to the light with awareness, determination, and levity. Because I've been doing this kind of work for almost 30 years, I've come to find through repetition that I will always make it back up for air. But when starting this kind of exploration, I highly recommend finding a professional to be your guide. I needed that in the beginning and still sometimes do. If this concept is new to you, here are some questions you can ask yourself. Do you notice repetitive relationship experiences? If so, can you find where the core wound might have been formed? Another place to start is to ask yourself, what's your biggest frustration with your partners, past or present? What could this be reflecting back to you about yourself or an area you're wanting to heal? To better explain what I'm talking about, here's an example that illustrates this concept. Let's say you feel that your partner doesn't make you a priority that they would rather watch TV or hang out with their friends than be with you. You're scared to talk about it and try to bring it up, but they quickly deny it and tell you it's not true or they feel they spend enough time with you. They don't listen to your needs or respect your thoughts. What they may be reflecting back to you is a deep feeling of unworthiness. Maybe you learned as a child that your thoughts weren't important. Your parents told you that children are expected to just do as they're told. You never learned how to have a voice, how to speak your thoughts, or that your thoughts were important. You never felt worthy of being seen because you were shown this as a little child. So this relationship may be bringing up this wounding to help you find your voice, to help you understand what you believe in, to wake up to the part of you that has something to be said and that is worthy of being seen and heard. As you do this inner healing work, either your partner will shift or the relationship will end, creating space for another person to meet you in your newfound strength. Another example is this scenario. You're in a relationship where you always feel judged by your partner. Regardless of what you do, they express that they don't think you do it the right way. As you go into your self-inquiry, you find that you actually have a lot of judgments about your partner. And although you may 
have felt like you're being more accepting of them than they are of you, if you're being really honest with yourself, you see that your words and actions don't match. You may tell them you accept their actions and feelings, but you really judge them. Or you might find that you hold many self-judgments about yourself. You could have felt judged by your parents or friends. Your healing work starts with going deeper into the inquiry of why you have these judgments, finding acceptance and compassion with yourself, and becoming conscious in your interactions with yourself and others. Consciousness gives you the opportunity to interrupt an ingrained response, pull back, and choose differently. Consciousness gives you the opportunity to reprogram your beliefs, which will shift what you attract to yourself. This deeply personal healing work can't be done without awareness. You can't work on what you don't know. Our relationships give us this awareness in their reflections, and it will shift relationship experiences to ones of conscious intentionality. Before I end this episode, I do want to add one thought to this conversation that I think is important. Relationships not only reflect that which we want to heal or look at, they also reflect those things we love about ourselves. Before my big healing, I would attract men who reflected my woundedness. After my massive healing, I attracted men who loved communication, who honored and respected my opinions, who wanted to hear what I had to say, who got excited to co-create a relationship with me. This directly reflected my new beliefs of self-love, self-compassion, my newfound voice, me believing that my opinions were deserving of being heard. When I got clear on what I wanted and I did the deep inner work to shift the beliefs that were blocking it, I attracted men who could meet me there. This is where I think we all want to get to and why it's imperative to do your inner work first, to find self-love and self-compassion first. This is a lifelong process. And when looked at as a journey, we release the pressure of having to get it right. More on this in a later episode. Stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejarislow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? 
If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.